Previously on Good Sex, Bad Sex. At that time, I was probably more excited than scared, but there came a time later when I was like, what the fuck? Like, am I... I'm just rearranging my entire life because I feel like I want to explore something. Is that coming from a place of, like, selfishness, of, like, really feeling like one dick is not enough? Or is that is that really something that I feel is essential to my personality and something yearning to be expressed? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex, a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's a little bit like going to an all-girls school, but with a lot more experimentation. My name is Bibi Lynch, Lady of the World. <laughs> and I'm Miranda Kane, Lady of the Night. <laughs> Coming up, we're chatting to Madeline Mason. Date coaching involves helping singles with any struggles that they have along the, the route. So, Bibi, what has been your experiences of casual sex? I assume you're talking knitwear. (laughs) (laughs) Casual vests. And at homes and slippers. I don't have sex. I think it's disgusting. Um, (laughs) Casual sex. See, I think I can do it. Yeah. I can't do it. You've just not been given the opportunity. What do you mean? <laughs> well, you need to find a willing volunteer to do it with you. Let's find a willy. <laughs> willing. What's your favourite word for willy? Willy. Uh, I quite like, <laughs> quite like pee-pee stick. Do you? Oh, isn't that lovely? I heard pee-pee pole the other day. Pee-pee pole? Pee-pee pole. Show off. I know. <laughs> um, no, casual sex, I'm not very good at it. I think So I found out recently a kind of... Oh, honestly, the worst sex I ever had. Yeah. One 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 night with, with the worst sex I ever had, and then I found out he's got engaged. <gasps> I don't give a shit. It was the worst sex I ever had, and, but I'm still like, what? <laughs> so I just get kind of, I do get just attached. I'm not very good at it. You're good at it. You're okay with it? Yeah. yeah. yeah well, I'm fine. I'm all right with it as long as you know there's a beginning, a middle, and an end, well, all within one hour. Well, and then that's a, it for a certain amount of money. Do you do a, so if there's <laughs> In in non-work terms, yeah. are you okay with casual sex? I think I, I think I'm a bit trickier with it in non-work terms. Mm. I'm a lot, yeah, I'm a lot more trickier with it because I know what I want and I know what I like, and I think out there because it's such a swamp in dating world. So I'm really interested to see what Madeline has to say and if there's any tips you can give us for, I've for bought, dating. Um, I've bought pen and post-its. <laughs> I've got it covered. I think good sex is when you feel really comfortable and great about yourself with someone. I think bad sex is when you feel really deeply awkward and someone is, like, not being themselves. What is casual sex? It depends on how you define casual sex as in is it a one night stand or is it a friends with benefits scenario because there's so it's a, a different sticky board yes i think it is do you think that's terms has changed throughout the years probably i think it means different things for different people but i don't think you use casual sex normally in you'd either kind of say friends with benefits or one night stands or a fling i don't really so you'd never say me and you mister yeah, that's we're about casual sex yeah, yeah, no, do I you say casual or casual casual yeah okay casual how do you define casual sex uh I think it is tricky because you do have so many, like like you said, like friends with benefits or one night stands. But that, yeah, I would I would go for that. I don't think there's ones these days where it is just like, oh, we're just having casual sex. So it's basically just not ongoing. It's not something that's in a relationship. I think the overall definition would be sex in a non-committed relationship, as in you're not 
not in a relationship with somebody monogamously. Do you think it's getting more prevalent these days? Like when I think about the term casual sex when it's not in a relationship, I watch a lot of trashy TV ladies. I know, I know this is not going to come as a surprise. (laughs) But to me, there seems to be this thing now on like Geordie Shore and Love Island where people work up to asking each other out if they want to have a relationship. And it seems so weird. That well, it's... they'll have the sex first, you mean? Yeah. So they'll all be about the casual sex for a long time and then it'll be like working up to saying, now we're in an exclusive relationship. So do you think that's becoming a lot more popularised? Yeah, I think so. I think it reflects quite a lot of how we go about dating in general. Before it was, you know, you'd go to the cinema and then afterwards you'd go steady. Yeah. And then maybe you'd have sex. Okay. Oh, so, so I've never. Have you ever done that order? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, who is great at casual sex? I don't mean names and postcodes, but who is? You know, is there a certain personality style sign? I think it's about personality for sure. So within psychology, you talk about the big five personality traits, and it's people who display a lot of extroversion and low conscientiousness. They're more likely to engage in casual sex. So quickly tell us what the big five are and why would those people be more. Okay, so the big five is made up of agreeableness, um, extroversion, introversion, openness, neuroticism, and conscientiousness. I'm number four. I think the we all have all five of them, but we have them in different degrees. Ah, Yeah. Okay. And so the good person at casual sex has has high extroversion and low conscientiousness. Yes. So they don't give a shit. Yeah, I guess. So they flash and they don't give a shit. They're non giving, (laughs) shitting flashes. I suppose caricature and eagle put it that way. What what do those um, characteristics, what do they mean in terms of how they can handle it? From a personality perspective, it's just so extroversion refers to somebody who needs a lot of input, social input in order to get some um, energy uh, versus an introvert is somebody who's already highly, um, not strong, but the senses are already kind of I don't know how to put it, but you don't need a lot of attention and then you kind of get overwhelmed so that you prefer the library if you're an introvert because you're already wired up in your system, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So quite oddly, the extrovert doesn't have that. They Mm -hmm. kind of need people to be around them. So perhaps if you're thinking about in terms of sex, maybe there's just a a greater need for a closeness. Why do you think that is? there is the perception that we can't, handle casual sex and we can't deal with hookups um i think it's it's some it's it's about some people so casual sex well sex in general will um elicit vasopressin oxytocin which is sort of hormones and neurotransmitters (laughs) (laughs) so vasopressin and oxytocin so we've heard of serotonin we've heard of dopamine and these are these two oxytocin and vasopressin they are also part of the feel-good cocktail if that makes sense so if you fall in love they will be there somewhere along you know bubbling under the surface yeah. now they get released with orgasm for example um Write that the, down. <laughs> the, the, the typical scenario is let's say you might meet somebody in a bar yeah. that you don't particularly fancy but after sex you because you have these fuzzy feelings you think oh well maybe i do have feelings for this person when in actual fact it's just the cocktails of of these um neurotransmitters and hormones in your brains that yeah. are kind of making you feel good and it's just because you had sex. So the, the danger is, is that you think that you're you're in love with somebody or have feelings for somebody when in actual fact it's just by virtue of, of touch. As my old friend Sam used to say, she'd get emotionally attached to a lump of wood if she slept with it long enough. <laughs> and that's kind of the same. Yeah. Splinters yeah. and emotionally attached. Yeah. 
Are you like that? I, I can I can absolutely understand the feeling. Like I've had it before in in casual relationship, casual sex, where you get that orgasm feeling when you think about that person. But certainly, like not with anyone, you know, like clients or anything. It's not like I've come away going, "Oh my god, I'm so in love with him now." So that's interesting. So how did you do that then? How did you switch that off in your head? Because that's a natural release of hormones. So yeah. you can't control that. But how I don't did know. you? I mean, a sex and relationship expert. Mm. How is there a reason? why you think that would have happened like if I'd had a, a relationship with someone that I'd met online and say we're talking for yeah. a bit longer that's the kind of person who if I have an orgasm with them then I get the little lovey-dovey feelings yeah. but with clients who have paid me for sex mm-hmm. uh, I can orgasm with them but I'm not feeling the same way as I would well I think it's compartmentalized so yeah. you're it's a business transaction as far as you're concerned and it's still there the buzz will still be there yeah. you just don't pay attention to it in the same degree did you have favorite clients <laughs> no but I mean it would that would that that kind of fuzzy feeling be happening there so there was some actually that, that did get through more oh no because a favorite client isn't about the orgasm a favorite client is <laughs> is their minimum small talk and are they done within 10 minutes so I can go home and get back to Buffy the Vampire Slayer? That is a favourite <laughs> client. Uh, so beautiful. I know, thanks. That's really so. beautiful. <laughs> Do you think uh, there's a difference between men and women? This compartmentalising is such a hard word to say. Because uh, people, I, I, just, I say people assume that women are less able to handle yeah, casual sex. I think the verdict's out, really. I don't think there's that many studies. In fact, I have, I've tried to look for studies around it. The only thing I could find was that men will have feelings as well, so that they can't handle. Oh, what? They can't Where's handle. the study? Where's the proof of that? <laughs> do they get the same amount of fuzzy hormones that we That's do? That's the study that I'd like to find because oh, it's we'll kind of how, <laughs> how, to what degree does somebody uh, ha- get that sort of fuzzy feeling or not? I mean, the 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 layman sort of view is kind of that men can handle it better because you've got you know you've got pornography and you've got um, prostitution and that sort of thing. So, but it just still doesn't mean that they don't have feelings for for those mm. you know those people. But so there's, there's no way to tell how much no hormones no are you can't quite measure it. No, well, maybe you can, but I, I don't know if anybody's done it. Yeah, just inject them. them. There must be a way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just inject the men. Me. <laughs> um. But it also means that women are able to compartmentalize. Yeah. So so I think it's down to individual differences at the end of the day. I mean, some men don't like being promiscuous just as some women don't like being promiscuous but perhaps men on the whole are more able to be than women are if that makes sense or have casual sex do you think that's like online dating has Mm. had an impact on that i don't think it has has had any impact either positively negatively if that makes sense on casual sex i think maybe perhaps it's easier to come by like you you say and i think some people erroneously think well if i sleep with this person then maybe they'll like me more mm, yeah. so it's got nothing to do with it's like the reversal isn't it they're trying to trying to get somebody yeah i'm, I'm not sure i'm answering the question you may be surprised to <laughs> learn i'm not a doctor <laughs> surprises us every day every day <laughs> And my patience. <laughs> but my, the point I want to make is, I'm wondering if the fuzzy wuzzy that you talk about yeah. um, actually happens online now because just through like you know DMs, you DM someone in the kind of your dark bedroom at night, it feels intimate. And I'm wondering if you don't actually need the orgasm to release mm. that. There's a mental thing going on. Sure. There's so much kind of foreplay yeah. now. Don't you think online? Yeah. Do you think you can, that's you can do? Yeah. And and the and the thing is, the brain is is a bit naughty in the sense that it fills in the gaps. So you'll you'll yeah. pick up different bits of information about somebody, or they might say something in particular. Um, but there's some things that you don't know, um, but your brain will 
fill in the gaps. So if you've got rose-tinted glasses on, then you're going to have rose-tinted gaps filled. And yeah. you think, oh, this is a really lovely person. And they're kind of tapping into something that's really important to you. And then all of a sudden you're off. You know, They're tapping into many other people. <laughs> in um, is casual sex good or bad? Both. It depends on <laughs> yeah. who you are, what circumstances you are. For example, you know, it can be good for somebody who's just gone through a breakup, for example, and maybe just need a bit of a rebound, uh, mm. some, you know, bit of loneliness that that's it's there's no there's no right or wrong way i'd say i guess it just depends on on your moral standards if you're you know if you're hurting somebody or getting somebody's way in terms of their relationship with somebody else that sort of thing so you are the director of and the di- the dating expert at passion smiths yeah. tell us all about that how do you get to become a dating expert well so my background is in psychology and about five years ago we more actually um i attended loads of networking events and found that many people that attend those are single and the moment you say that you're a psychologist, people open up and say the problems. And what I found was that the ladies and the gentlemen would say pretty much exactly the same thing. And I was kind of puzzled to look at them and sort of say, well, but everyone here is like more or less single. Just go and meet them. Go what and talk to them. Well, there'll be things like, you know, there are no decent men out there. All the women are um, looking for one thing or they only want to get something. Oh, they're not. I don't know. They had like these sort of, you know, typical... I guess, one-liners that people would complain about, um, gold diggers and time wasters and yeah. uh, things like ghosting. So, you know, oh, they'd, yeah. they'd start dating and then they'd, you know, you leave, you know, so I thought he was really interested in me and then we had sex and then, you know, never hear from him again and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, and they were just they just wanted to settle down. They just wanted to meet somebody. But everyone was saying they just wanted to meet somebody. And I was thinking, well, if you just wanted to meet somebody and you're a female, you just wanted to meet your male, what, what, what's stopping you from getting along and so my curiosity in terms of this from a psychological perspective I was thinking well why couldn't I create like a, a datability test like how datable are you from a scale from one to ten so I kind of like started um dabbling in what that might look like and sort of ventured into the world of date coaching what does date coaching involve date coaching involves helping singles with any st- struggles that they have along the the route so how I see it is that there's almost like four or five kind of hoops or barriers that you have to get through before you get to a committed relationship so one meet someone so mm-hmm. some people will find it difficult oh, where, get their wife. <laughs> where do so I even their house, their boyfriend. <laughs> where do I even find people where, where do I find someone decent the second one then is then go on a date then go on a second date then go on a couple of dates and then have sort of the com- conversation about commitment and people will have issues anywhere along that route. So some people will say, oh, I meet people all the time or I go on tons of first dates, but I can never get a second date. Yeah. Or um, after about three or four dates, it always fizzles out. So, Or when we get to the commitment relation bit, um, it doesn't really happen or it's, it just drags out. And so date coaching goes in, certainly from Passion Smiths, goes in and helps people at each level kind of get over that. And it could be something within themselves. So typically um, people will have, patterns that are self-sabotaging for example somebody might say you know I keep meeting people but they're just always wrong for me but I really want to settle down and then when you sort of scratch the surface and dig a little bit deeper they actually have um, a commitment issue Okay. But they don't realise it. The person it. themselves. The person not the themselves. They exactly. Oh. So they're manifesting people that aren't able to commit to them because they are struggling commit that's 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 one of the like, I suppose the more complex yeah. clients. And and then there's others that are just simply kind of just happen to go down the wrong route um and just have 
no idea how to start on their online profile and then they write different things. I remember one client having written, you know, oh, I'm, you know, relaxed and fun and looking for, you know, yeah. a good time. You can't write that if you're wanting a serious relationship. Yeah. Goes, oh, why not? Because, you know, I just want to come across as, as fun and happy. I'm like, well, that will signal that you're wanting something more casual. Uh, so do you do it as a one-on-one -on -one It's a one-on-one, -on -one. yeah, exactly. And I can You're showing do a lot things. of interest. I know. <laughs> That's because I'm one of them that can't get past the first date. <laughs> with, with the commitment thing, see, I'm intrigued by this. Like, I mean, you said something earlier, and I went, oh, God, I think I've done that. The kind of casual sex, assuming it would turn into a relationship. <laughs> if everything else is right, yeah. and but... Say it's a he and say I'm a she, for instance. Say so. Say I want the, I want it to be a long term thing. He yeah. just wants a casual sex mm -hmm. thing. But if everything else is in place and it's just that, yeah. that could change. Or is that is that? Do you have to be a fit at that level initially? And the, it can change, but to hope for it is is a bad idea, because it's quite likely not to change so there's the the best idea i think is to always listen at the beginning what people are saying so if somebody right up front says or within the first two dates say you know they're not interested in something long term listen to that would anyone ever say that yeah yeah really yeah mm. i've seen quite a few profiles saying you know yeah. oh, I'm so not i guess you have to anything. kind of respect that then don't you they're yeah. kind of setting out their little well People Still. don't listen, really. So the, they'll be like, oh, but, you know, everything else is fine and yeah. everything's great and sex is fantastic. But you didn't listen to the very beginning where they yeah. said, I'm not really interested in something. Yeah. I think it's a miracle that people get together. <laughs> I genuinely do. <laughs> it does I'm seem... a very bright woman. <laughs> no, I think it's a miracle. I don't know how it happens. How does it happen, Madeline Mason? Apply your own, <laughs> your own medicine. Are we allowed to say? <laughs> yes. So Madeline... <laughs> got married recently applying her own rules which are just be totally straight about what mm. you want yeah. but I think that's I mean in a date situation how scary would that be it's incredibly mm. scary by the time I realized that that's what you had to do it you know it was a bit of trial and error involved but um after a 10-year relationship I got divorced um and realized after about you know four or five years of dating that actually I was being a bit of a commitment phobe looking at the patterns of the people that I was dating and it was at that realization that I think hang on a second if I really wanted to find someone and settle down I actually have to take myself seriously and go through the the discomfort of some of those conversations which are things like um I want to get married, I want to settle down, I want to have another child. And those conversations can be incredibly intimidating and uncomfortable yeah. when you're talking to a stranger. The odd thing is, though, that you're more likely to get a straight answer when you have that conversation early on because nobody's got anything to lose. So what's your top tips then for someone who wants to get into a relationship mm -hmm. and someone who wants to get into more casual sex just to be genuine be okay with what it is that you want and yeah. then ask for it for it's both. really as simple as that yeah if you're if you just want casual sex be okay with wanting casual sex and then ask for it not we'll not go around saying <laughs> hello <laughs> hello but I'm as in <laughs> maybe i should take this t-shirt off that says i'd like some casual sex no, it's please. been offending me all all afternoon um will you do one-on-one -on -one training would you yeah. do a two-for-one for us <laughs> I think because we both want very different things, it's going to be it's going to be tricky. Finally, what do you think is the kind of future of this kind of whole hookup culture that we've got going on? Do you think it's changing how we date and and what we want? 
Because I think there is a lot of hook up, hooking up I and casual sex. I think it's complicating and... things. I mean, eventually, I hope that people will get to the place of this authenticity that I sort of talk about, that yeah. they're able to be okay because people start realising that there's someone for everyone, if that makes sense. So if you can then start signalling, well, actually, I'm over here, I'm in the casual sex box, and I'm over here, I'm in the marriage box, and then sort of maybe that's sim simplifying it a little bit what at the moment what happens is that people a don't really know what they want and b when they do know what they want they don't really ask for it they sort of do it in roundabout ways so for example typically women won't say that they want to get married or settle down because they're afraid that will you know chase the guy away yeah. um when in actual fact how's the guy supposed to know what, you know what you want so at the moment i think it's quite messy which is why the date coaching is becoming really really popular at the good moment for yeah. Messy for us good for you <laughs> yeah. um so yeah two for one <laughs> call me <laughs> Thanks very much to Madeline Mason. She's online, passionsmiths.com. So what one line are you going to be trying out this weekend? I'm not trying any one-liners. <laughs> Do I have to? You can give it a go. Can I just send a picture of my pups? <laughs> of your pups? <laughs> I, I think that's illegal. Life's, life's too short for words. <laughs> What, gonna, you, what, what do you mean? Do you mean am I going to try and pull someone this weekend? Yeah. What did you What did you learn from Madeline? Oh God, I know you think I'm this prude, right? <laughs> and I think there's a place for casual sex, of course. And of course, you know, I've had a whole <laughs> life of it. But you just didn't know it at the time. I didn't realise. I thought we were getting married. I thought, you know, I bought the volivants, but I, I defrosted the volivants. Um, but now I think I want something more. Yeah. So I'm going to learn from Madeline, which is if you want casual sex, be out and proud about that. But if you don't, actually say. To the poor man as he's sharing his knobby's nuts with you. Yeah. I'm sorry, lovely. I want a ring. My name is Bibi Lynch. <laughs> and I'm Miranda Kane. Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Sam Bonham. Contact us on Twitter. Bibi, what's the Twitter? At Good Sex, Bad Sex, XX. Until next time. Mm -hmm.